title of this message is, This World is Not Our Home. And this is going to be part one. So the year 2020 was a challenging year. And we never thought the year would have unfolded the way it did. I don't think any of us on this line or anywhere, anyone that I know, or you might know, could have predicted the way that year would have turned out. However, we who know the scriptures, what we have to be aware of that we should have not been surprised because we were told ahead of time what was going to happen. We didn't, we didn't get the details. But as you see things unfold in the world, we should be able to point to scripture. And as you point to scripture, which will show you what is happening and explain to you what is happening, it's in chronological time. It points to events and it gives you a time frame of what the scripture has said and what is happening and what is going to happen. So if you're a student of the Bible and you spend the time reading and studying, the Holy Spirit will reveal to you what is happening. Through this past year, there were many elements at play in the world which continue to cause a major shift in all our lives. When I say all of our lives, I mean life on earth as we have known it. The world as we know it has changed, and it will continue to change. So with that said, I'd like us to turn to the book of John, chapter 1. I'll read a few verses there, then I'm going to skip to another part of John. And I'm going to set this up for the next you know, couple messages that are coming. So turn to the book of John, chapter 1, and we start at verse 1. The Bible says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. Verse 4, In Him was life. And the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. And I'm going to go to verse 10 now. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Alright, so this, these are the scriptures I'm going to use to kick off this message. And I'm not going to focus on everything here, but there are just a couple things I want to point out as we move on to the next scriptures after that, referring to this title, The World is Not Our Home. When it talks here in the beginning was the Word, it's talking about Jesus. It says the Word was with God and the Word was God. So the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That is what it's referring to, that the one who created all things, all things were created through the Word. That Word was made manifest on the earth. And we just celebrated um, Christmas. That's His birth. The Word 
revealed in the flesh. Okay? And as he was in the world, he made the world. The world was made through him, but he was not even recognized by the world, even to his own who he came to first. That was Israel. But then it says here, which is very interesting, in verse 12, As many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name. And then verse 13 said something very interesting. Who were born, and I'm going to leave everything out, and goes straight to who were born of God. Not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man. So those who were born of God, he gave the right to become sons or children of God. Because they believe in his name. So I'm going to take, I'm going to show you where I'm going with this. So verse 5 said, the light shines in darkness. The darkness did not comprehend this light. So the light, or the word, invaded the darkness. Jesus is the light which came into the world, world under a world under the power of darkness. And we know, based on 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4, Satan is the god of this age. When it talks about the age, it's talking about the system, the world system. From the time Adam gave us, surrendered his authority to Satan to now, Satan has been the god of this age. How do I know that? Because the Bible says so in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. And it also, in Matthew chapter 4, when Jesus started his ministry, just before he started his ministry, Satan took him to the pinnacle, testing him with the, with the kingdoms of this world, offering it to him if he would bow down and worship him. Of course, Jesus rejected him. The only way Satan can offer Jesus the kingdoms of the world is because he had the authority of it. So which confirms 1 Corinthians chapter 4, and which takes us back to Genesis when he took the authority from Adam. Because Adam had, God gave Adam the authority over this world. But Adam surrendered it and Satan became the God of this age, of this world. So he had the authority to offer up to whoever wants it. And in this instance with Jesus, he offered it up to Jesus if Jesus would bow down and worship him. And as I said, Jesus rejected it. So based on what we read in John chapter 1, the world is in darkness because it says the light came into the darkness. The light being Christ, the word, the incarnate word manifest in the flesh, came into the darkness. What darkness? The darkness that's of this world. The darkness, the world is in darkness because men's heart was dark. Men's hearts are separated from God because of the fall. We have been separated from God. We can't have that intimacy with God because of sin in our hearts. So the, not only is the darkness in man, but the darkness, the, what we see in the world is a manifestation of the darkness in the, that's in the heart of man. Because this world system has been created, set up by man. And the spirit behind that is the God of this age, who is Satan. Okay? Now in verse 12 of John, it said here, but as many who received him, who? The word, he gave the right or the authority to become children of God to those who believe in his name. So the light came in darkness, but he 
gave those who believe in his name the authority to become sons of God. Now watch this. The light reveals that what? That we are sinners in need of a Savior. That's why the Word came to reveal something. When it says the light came in darkness, the light is the Word. When you know the Word, you're not going to walk in darkness. You're going to walk in the light of God. Because you're not stumbling around in darkness. You know how you ought to conduct your life. When you walk in the light or you walk in the Word. So when it says the light came in darkness, it means the Word came into this dark world manifesting the light of God. So those who receive it can now have that light and be carriers of the light. That's what it's saying here. So it says, as many as who receive Him, He gave the right or authority to become sons or children of God. So if you are a carrier of the light, you are a child of God. So what was the condition of these people before they believed? This is general, based on what that scripture said in verse 12. Many as received Him, He gave the right or authority to become children of God to those who believe in His name. So before they received Him, what was the condition of those who received them before they received them? Before those who received him, they belonged to the darkness because their hearts were dark. They're separated from God. So verse 13 says, So those who believe in his name are born of God. Being born of God has nothing to do with the efforts of man. You can't be good enough to be born of God. You can't do enough good to be born of God because... There is a condition in a heart. We are not on top of our game 24-7. We are not good good every day of our lives. Because we are dealing with darkness which is manipulated or controlled by spiritual forces of darkness. So the spiritual forces are stronger than us in this flesh because it used our flesh against us. So envy, jealousy, strife, quarreling. These are things that the enemy use against us, our flesh, because we experience all these emotions. And because we experience all these emotions and we don't have the light, we don't see the light, we don't know, we're in darkness, it's easy to be manipulated. That's why Jesus came to show us the light, so that we can be the light. So we understand that we are sinners. We understand what environment we are living in. We are an environment of darkness, of corruption. But if you don't know that, you're just part of the darkness. You perpetuate the darkness. But the light came to, to turn the light bulbs on in our, in our spirit. So we can know and recognize light from darkness. And choose whether we want to walk in the light or we want to keep walking in darkness. Who, those who believe in the light, in Christ, are born of God. That talks about the spiritual change that takes place. The born again experience. The spirit of God taking a hold of you. You are allowing it to happen. So that you can be changed. And you already know that you're going to mess up. Because the Bible tells us that if anyone sins, we have an advocate, the Lord Jesus. Who we can go to, repent. And be washed and cleansed every time we mess up, every time we sin. Because we know you can't be good enough 
We're going to mess up. I mess up. Daily, I mess up. But I know. I don't do it willingly. It happens. But I am growing. We are all growing. We are all growing. And we will know. And as we become mature in Christ, we won't be easily seduced or duped to act the way we used to act before we know Christ. The Spirit of God is our teacher, but He's also our chastiser. And as we grow, as we choose to submit, He will grow us up and mature us so we're not easily seduced or tricked by the schemes of the enemy. We actually recognize what the environment we live in and how we ought to live. But when you don't know the environment and you don't know how to live, you are prey. The darkness is not only in the world, as I said, but it's in the heart of man. Because all the strife, all the, all the chaos that we experience in this world, it comes because of the heart of man and the way people conduct themselves in this world. That is the manifestation. That is what we see. Now in verse 12, it says, When you receive him, what, the light? When we receive the light... We have the right to become children of God. And that what does that have to do with? It has to do with the cross and the resurrection. So coming this year, Good Friday, we, this is the work that was done. But we remember what Christ did for us. So that we can become sons of God. This is what is talking about children of God. And John, this is what it was referring to. When John spoke here and said what was happening, he was speaking prophetically. But, but what had happened, when this was written, it had already occurred. So he was writing the before about Christ, and then in later he talked about what happened. So this was written after they received the infilling of the Holy Spirit, and had the understanding of when Christ came, what his purpose was, and what he achieved. Understanding in a nutshell, what it says in John chapter 1. The light came into the darkness to show us a way out of the darkness to a better, a better life or a better way. That's why the light came. And it's confirmed in Colossians chapter 1 verse 13 when it says, We who have received him and believed on him, we, have, we were delivered from the power of darkness into the kingdom of Christ or the kingdom of his Son. Okay, the kingdom of the Son. So that is what, when it says here, those who receive him, he gave the right to become sons of God. For those who believe in his name. So what that means is that we were delivered from the power of darkness into the kingdom of, of his Son. We know that Jesus had his disciples. Now before he started his ministry, Jesus didn't have any disciples. He went to the Jordan. He was baptized. And he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Then he was immediately taken into the, to the wilderness to be tested by Satan. When he came out of the wilderness in power, full power and authority, because he had to go through his own test, his own wilderness experience, then he went and he got the disciples. But before he got them, they were part of his, the darkness. They were blind. They couldn't see. Because they were all walking in darkness. Because the light wasn't manifested, wasn't presented to them as yet. Now turn to John chapter 17 and I'll show you now the shift that took place 
in their thinking and how they knew now that they no longer belong to this world. So turn to John chapter 17 and we start reading from verse 6. This is Jesus speaking. Now let me set up what is happening. He's praying to the Father on behalf of the disciples because he knows what's, what he has to do, which is coming. So he's praying for them. But he's not only praying for the disciples then. He's praying for those to come, which is us now. Okay? So he's praying. And if this is a very, very powerful and impactful prayer. And the revelation of it only came afterward. Okay, let me start from verse 6. Jesus is praying to the Father. He says, I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of this world. Now he's praying about the disciples. They were yours. You gave them to me and they have kept your word. Important. They have kept your word. Verse 7. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. Verse 8. For I have given to them the words which you have given me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came from you, and they have believed that you sent me. Oh my God. They have received your word, who is who? Christ, me, and believe that you sent me. Okay, let's go to verse 14. I have given them your word, and the world has hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I do not pray that you should take them out of the world, but that you should keep them from the evil one. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I'm stopping there. Verse 6, Jesus says, The ones you have given me have kept your word. Verse 8, I gave them your words, and they have received them. They have, because back then, it was the spoken word. The scriptures we are reading now weren't written. They were spoken. Except the, the Old Testament scriptures, Isaiah and so forth, was written. But he said, they have received your word. What is that? They have received me. Because the word came into time and space. And they received him. And they believed on him. So it says here, I gave them your words. Because what Jesus said is what the Father told him to say. So they believed it. And they received it. Right? They received the spoken word. So now for us, it's the spoken word by the Spirit and the written word. The word is written, which we receive, and it's spoken by people who preach that word. So if you in your heart re believe and you receive that spoken word, you're receiving Christ himself, because he and his word are one. So you received him, you received the word which was spoken by the Father. 
So it says, as many as receive him, to them he gave the right to become sons of God. So what does that say? As we receive that word, we have the authority or the right to become sons of God. What were those words? Those words and some of those words were that Jesus was the Christ, the Savior. Manifest in the flesh. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. He came from God. To, from the Father to what? To redeem sinners. Because man was in darkness. Man couldn't, he couldn't get himself out of the darkness, out of the corruption of this world. So man needs a Savior. So that is what was manifested. That is the word that was spoken to them. That was not the only word, but that was the main word. That the Savior now, that was prophesied back in Isaiah, that was prophesied back in Genesis, the Savior now is here. And many that receive Him now can be, can come out of darkness into the kingdom of His Son. But you have to receive it. You have to believe it and you have to receive it. It's a choice. Okay? So let's go back now to John 1. You don't have to turn there, but I'm taking you there to show you the connection. It said, as many who receive him, he gave the right or the authority to become children of God to those who believe in his name. So before the disciples were disciples, they were in darkness. But since they were with him, he called them and they came, they believed. So what is the shift now in verse 14 in John 17? The disciples are no longer in the world because says they are no longer in the world as I am not in the world. What happened? There was a change that took place with these men. They were born of God. How did that happen? How were they delivered from darkness into the kingdom of the sun? How did that happen? It happened because they believed the word. They believed him. They believed he came from God. They believed he was the Christ. They believed he was the Savior. And they received his word. They received him. And because of that, as it said, They were born of God. No longer. It wasn't the will of man. It wasn't the will of the flesh. But it was by the Spirit of God. Because they believed. And that's the same how everyone who comes into the kingdom of God. They come because they believe. And they receive Him. That's what? An act of faith. So you receive Him by your faith. You come, become translated from darkness into the kingdom of light. That says that you're born of God, not of the will of man, but of the Spirit. Okay? So this is what changed for the disciples. And subsequently, through time, this is how people came to God, were reconciled to God, translated from darkness into light. So the light... excuse me, came into the world not to change the world but to take people who are in darkness out of the world into a different kingdom because they're in the kingdom of people in in the world in the kingdom of darkness. The light came to take them out of that kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Into his kingdom. So they no longer belong to the darkness. The disciples no longer belong to the darkness of the world. As Jesus said in verse 16, they are not of the world, just as I am not in the world. He 
was never in, he was in the world physically, but he's not of it. He came straight from God. He came from, he came from the Father, manifest and put on this earth suit through Mary. But he is never of the world. <clears throat> he was always with the Father. He is always one with the Father. By the Spirit. He's in the world, but he's not of it. And since the disciples now believed and received them, they are in the world, but not of it. As Jesus prayed in, verse, in John 17, Father, I don't pray that you take them out of the world, but you keep them from the evil one. But they are in the world, but not of it. As we now who believe and receive, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. Now, Jesus stated something in John eighteen thirty six, when he was being questioned by Pilate. You don't have to turn there. I'm just saying this. Which backs up what he said before. He said the kingdoms, this, he said, therefore, my kingdom is not of this world. And we as citizens of this kingdom, what? The kingdom of light or the kingdom of, of, of Christ, this kingdom we are part of now, we are citizens of that kingdom. So we are no longer citizens of this world. When I'm talking citizens of this world, we are physically here. Our spirit is here because we are in this body. But spiritually, we belong to a different kingdom. So there are two kingdoms on this earth. There's the kingdom of darkness, which is the natural. But there's also spiritual forces behind that. But then there's the kingdom of light. Now I'd like you to turn to 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11. Now this is Peter, Peter's writing. This is after now Christ died, resurrected, and they were filled with the Spirit. When Jesus was praying back in John 17, Peter had no understanding of what Jesus was praying about. But here, his writing shows now he has the understanding of what Jesus was praying. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11. I'm just going to read part of it. Beloved, he's speaking to the saints. I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts which war against the soul. I'm not going into all that. The only thing I want to point out here is what he said. I beg you as sojourners and pilgrims. Why did he say that to them? That they're sojourners and pilgrims. He calls them sojourners, which means alien residents, pilgrims, foreigners. An alien resident is a foreign-born person who resides in a country. One not native to a place or community. So he called the saints sojourners and pilgrims. Alien residents and foreigners to this world. Why did he say that? Because we were once residents of this kingdom of darkness. We were once citizens. They were once citizens, but no longer because they are now in a new different kingdom. Because they believe and they receive the Savior. So he says, because of that, you are no longer citizens of this, of this world. Forget the U.S., forget Canada, forget all these countries. It's irrelevant to God. We are citizens of a different kingdom, of a different world. The kingdom of God. 
We no longer belong to this world. We are physically in this world. But we are not citizens of it anymore. We are citizens of a different kingdom. So it confirmed what Jesus said to Peter and to the disciples when he was praying for them before he went to the cross. Now the disciples now, when Peter was writing this, explains that now they understand what he was praying about. And you see the man of the revelation and the manifestation of a prayer Jesus prayed by faith, but then went to the cross to bring it to pass. So this is something we must understand and we have to know about ourselves. If you're a believer in Christ, if you believe and you received him by faith, you're no longer a citizen of the darkness, of the corruption that's in this world. We are now citizens of a different kingdom, the kingdom of light. We have to understand and we have to know this. Because when you, if you don't know this, you don't understand, you walk in darkness. And you always do the will of the, of the, of the God of this age. You'll always do His will. Unintentionally. And there are people who do His will intentionally. But as I say, ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance is dangerous. Okay? That's what, you know, I heard somebody say ignorance is bliss. No, ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance is dangerous. And we see that. We see how dangerous ignorance can be. We have seen it. The manifestation and the perpetuation of lawlessness and evil. That's when people are walking and moving blind. They, in the darkness, they cannot see. So we are pilgrims. We are foreigners. And we have to understand that. And what does that tell us? This world is not our home. That's what it says to me. And that's what I'm trying to relate to you today. As we go through 2021, understand who we are. Understand what we are about. Right, so in John 17, Jesus did not only pray for us to be removed. He didn't pray for us to be removed from the world. But that we should be kept from the evil one. And as long as you walk in the light, the evil one cannot touch you. He cannot. Because the word of God says, God is our refuge, our fortress, a very present help in trouble. We don't have to fear the wicked one. It's not saying that you won't go through hard times or tough times. But in the midst of it all, the Lord will keep you. He will keep us by his power. Why? Because that's his word. That's what he said he would do. If you walk in the light. There are conditions. You can't live any old way and expect God to keep his word. He can't, he can't, he can't, he has to do what he says he's going to do. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. For him to direct your path, you have to trust in him. And walk by faith. So that's the prerequisite to him keeping you. So many people quote that he will give you the desires of your heart. The Lord with this, the Lord with that. But leave out the prerequisite. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. 
Trust in the Lord and He will do this. You can't, you can't separate and break scriptures up to please your own self. You have to take it, take it in its context so you can understand the power of it and how it applies to your life. So understand, we are not to avoid the people in the world. We are now carriers of that light. What is that light? The word, the truth. That's, we are carriers of that. And who is that? Christ. We are ambassadors of the kingdom now. A kingdom of light. Our kingdom is not of this world or type. We are the carriers of that light. And we have to be the light. That's why the Bible says, Let your light shine before men, that they see your good works, and glorify our Father in heaven. Our lifestyle, our conversation, is to reveal the wisdom of God and the light, the kingdom of light that we are citizens of. So that we show people the light. So that they will have the opportunity by choice to be snatched now from darkness into light. And be part of the same kingdom and become citizens of the same kingdom that we are. That's what Jesus did with the disciples. And over time that is what has happened as we share the word of God. People get the opportunity now. By choice. They have, people have to make the choice. And then that happens by faith. They are pulled from darkness into light. So this is what I, this is the kickoff to 2021. And I'm going to continue with this message next week.